This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. I don't sing. I don't dance. I don't do those anymore. Anything I don't show. Won't track you anymore. The waiting is the hardest part, or so some musicians would have you believe. Bradley, 33, and Michael, 35, would also have you believe it. They enter a new restaurant in the Flatiron District that specializes in self-proclaimed progressive American cuisine. They are celebrating Michael's last meal before having oral surgery. As they walk past the bar, Bradley bangs his shin against the bottom rung of a bar stool. He instinctively places his hand on his leg, causing his coat to brush up against his denim jeans in such a way that he mistakes the sensation for the vibration notification on his cellular telephone. When he looks at it, he sees that no such vibration occurred and he has received no text messages. Ah, God damn it, damn it, damn it! What the hell, man? I fucking hit my leg on a stool. Are you okay? Fuck! It hurts that bad? Yeah. And I also thought my phone was vibrating and it wasn't. Kelly hasn't texted me back in two days. I don't get it. Oh, fuck. A few days ago she was asking me which city in Spain I wanted to go to when I visited her there. Now nothing. Honestly, you've been complaining about this since back when she didn't text you in two hours. It was annoying then and it's not getting less annoying now. But why isn't she texting me back? 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 Oh yeah, that's better. And I'm in the same boat, man. Alicia hasn't messaged me back in a couple of days now. Really? I thought that was going well. It was. You worried? No, 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 not really. We were really hitting it off, and it felt great to have a connection with someone from my past. I didn't think that it mattered to me that much, but it turns out it feels pretty good to share our history. So do you guys just not text that much in general, or did she all of a sudden stop responding to your texts? No, 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 the latter. Mm, can I tell you something? What? You should be worried. Really? Yeah. Do you ever forget to respond to someone you like? What did you last ask her? Well, I was uh, trying to organize plans for the surgery. What time she would be there and, you know, all that stuff. So that's a conversation that's important to finish. I'm going to be really blunt here. If she liked you, you'd have all that information taken care of by now. Can you think of a single time that someone you were into texted you and then two days later you were like, Oh shit, I forgot to respond. Don't even answer that. I know the answer is no because in those two days they would have popped into your head because that's what happens when you like someone. There's really only one question you should ask yourself right now. Why isn't she texting me back? Why isn't she texting me back? Why isn't she texting me back? Why is she... Holy shit, she texted me back. Fuck, no, it's just an Amber Alert. Let me guess, Hyundai Sonata, right? What? In the Amber Alert, are you supposed to look for a kid in a Hyundai Sonata? Uh, Hyundai Elantra, actually. Ah, it was close. It's always a Hyundai. What a weird thing for you to notice. Just trying to get your mind off Nashville. Fuck it. You know what? We don't have to sit here waiting for girls to text us back. Uh, you know that Tinder group dating feature we never use? Let's link our accounts and swipe until we find some girls to meet here. Are you sure you just seemed so in Nashville like seconds ago? Yes, I am. I'm sure that we should do this, and I'm also very into Nashville. It's a group hang, it's fine. Bradley and Michael link their accounts on Tinder, setting them up to use the group matching function on the application. Okay, so how does this work? Do we all have to match with each other? No, so we show up as one group profile and they show up as a group to us. If either of us swipe right or any of them swipe right, then we match and everyone can start talking. I'm not sure this is going to work. I would feel very self-conscious talking to women on an app if I know my friends are watching me. It's the same as a group text exchange or something. No, I just... When I try and flirt, it feels so awkward, and I don't think I want anyone else seeing that. So, easy fix. Don't be awkward. Michael and Bradley silently swipe as they search for a suitable group of women with whom they can drink. They swipe for a long time. 
All right, I got one. That took way longer than I thought. Yeah, see, I don't think people are using this thing. No, it only takes one. So we match with Rosalinda and Linda. They seem fine. Not setting the world on fire, but they're nearby. You want to see if they'll meet us for a drink? Yeah, sure. I'm going to start with a GIF, and when they inevitably respond with a GIF, you can say something cute about it. Okay, I'm going to respond with a GIF, too. Christ. Well, then the other girl's going to... Yep, she responded with a GIF to that. Screw it. I'm just cutting to the chase. I'm going to keep sending GIFs. It's not productive, Mike. Well, Rosalinda just said that they're on their way, so I guess it worked. Michael and Bradley continue to stew about not having their text returned by Alicia and Kelly as they wait for Rosalinda and Linda to arrive at the bar. Rosalinda, 27, and Linda, 28, work for the same vodka company as distribution representatives. They enter the bar to find Michael and Bradley buried in their phones. Hello, boys. Still swiping? Nope. Just waiting on a text message. It doesn't seem to be coming. You know how it goes. Or do you? I don't know. Maybe you don't. Anyway, that was a weird way for me to say hello. Sorry. Are you Rosalinda? I am. I'm Brad. Um, this is Mike. Well, if she's Rosalinda, I guess that makes me a regular old Linda. <coughs> Great. Shall we move to a table? Bradley, Michael, Linda, and Rosalinda relocate to a table. Their first round of drinks is filled with boring, getting-to-know-you conversations in which they tell the stories of how Bradley met Michael and how Rosalinda met Linda. Neither story is particularly interesting, though Linda's recounting of a recent work retreat to the woods upstate prompts her to express a fear of black bears. I've been having these crazy nightmares about bear attacks. Linda, you were in my nightmare last night and you told me to stand against a tree. But I have no idea what to do if a bear approaches me. I'd probably just die. I'd definitely run. You 100% should not run. You have to stand your ground. I've heard that. See, I think you're supposed to play dead. They don't like eating dead things. Oh yeah, I've heard that. No, you're supposed to look at them like right above their eye line, but not make eye contact. Eye contact's too aggressive and looking down's too weak. Also, you have to make yourself look big by pulling the bottom of your jacket up over your head. They need to feel like you could be a threat, but aren't actually a threat. And then you have to slowly back away. I've definitely heard that. So you've heard all these things? They're conflicting methods. Well, it could be different methods for fending off different bears. Yeah, like a black bear you do Brad's eye thing, and a brown bear you play dead or something. A polar bear you leave the fuck alone because haven't we done enough to them already? A koala bear you give a high five to. Actually, I heard that- Are you kidding? Koala bears are vicious little bastards. And they're not bears, they're marsupials. They're more like kangaroos than bears, really. But I hear they're super sexually aggressive. And I've heard that they have chlamydia. Well then, you know, just don't fuck them. I've heard that you're not supposed to hold them because of it. You can't get the clap by holding a koala bear. It's pretty clear what happened here. The last guy she was dating went to Australia and came back with chlamydia, and now he's blaming it on holding a koala bear. Oh, what the fuck? What? I thought that was funny. No, not you. Fucking Nashville is in New York. Look at this. She just posted an Instagram story from like 15 blocks away. Who are you talking about? There's a girl I've been sort of seeing long distance. She hasn't responded to any of my texts in the last two days, and now apparently she's in town. Maybe she's here to surprise you. Not this girl. She's not sweet like that. Then why do you like her? This is an awkward thing to talk about on a date. Oh, can it? This isn't a date. I'm going to go confront her. Brad, that's not a good idea. There's no situation where confronting her ends well. Bradley ignores Michael's plea and immediately storms out of the restaurant in pursuit of a confrontation with Kelly. Michael remains at the bar to finish an awkward conversation with Rosalinda and Linda before resentfully paying the bill without any help from the rest of the group and heading home to rest before his surgery in the morning. It's
it's our season finale, and we're going to tell you about one more Jabberjaw Podcast Network podcast. Jabberjaw. What is it like to be one of the most important members of a band? Well, Shane Told, frontman of the critically acclaimed rock band Silverstein, brings you lead singer syndrome. It's candid interviews with all of your favorite singers on this podcast. Is it really all sex, drugs, and rock and roll? Find out for yourself on Lead Singer Syndrome. He's on 74 episodes of the show. Well, there's three, right? There's sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Right, but once you find out that it's not all sex, drugs, and rock and roll, because I feel like it's a leading question, you have to find out what it's like when Matis Yahoo sells gold. Wow, that sounds super anti-Semitic. That is the most anti-Semitic thing you've ever said. But I'm Jewish, but I'm only reading the first two words of the actual description. Uh, but it's it's gold selling. Like his records are gold. <laughs> wow, that was bad. He also has he, he also has a uh, folk uh, the lead singer of Sum Forty One and also other bands. Uh, uh, I'm really trying to get away from this modest Yahoo gaff. So find out about sex, drugs, rock and roll, and at least seventy one other things on the Lead Singer Syndrome podcast. You can find Lead Singer Syndrome on the Jabberjaw Media Network, which is where Tool to Date also exists as well as on LeadSingerSyndrome.com and on iTunes and SoundCloud. Meanwhile, Kelly exits a Greek restaurant in East Midtown, flanked by a pair of girlfriends, when she's approached by Bradley. So apparently we're on different pages here. Whoa, Brad, what are you doing here? I live here. What the hell are you doing here? You ghost out on me for days and then you're in New York? Kelly turns to her friends and asks them to wait for her on the corner. So what the shit, Kelly? I was going to call you when I got back to Nashville. When you got back to Nashville, your plan was to come here and ignore me? I don't get it. You posted photos of yourself here on Instagram. You had to know I'd see it. I knew that was a risk, but I figured you'd text me and I could just tell you I'm probably going to move to New York after my Europe trip. Going to get an apartment with my brother in Queens, and I'm here this week interviewing for jobs. I don't get why you wouldn't tell me that. Didn't you think I'd be happy to hear that? Well, no, because I just haven't been feeling that connected to you since your weekend at my place, and I didn't want to hurt your feelings by saying that I'm going to be coming here and I've enjoyed getting to know you. But I think we should just hang out as friends when I do. Bradley, for the first time in as long as he could remember, was speechless. Are you okay? I mean, no matter what happens, I know we'll be seeing a lot of each other at food blogger events and things like that, so I just want us to be friends. (sighs) Kelly... Why were you telling me two days ago that you wanted me to visit you in Spain next month? I'm just figuring out a lot right now. I apologize if you feel I wasn't honest with you. I hate when people apologize for how I feel. What a piece of shit apology that is. Also, it's not an answer at all. So you're moving here, fine. But you must know that the way you handled this was not cool. I get it. I'm sorry. That's all I'm going to get out of you, isn't it? Kelly shrugs. Bradley stares daggers into her. Kelly gestures as though she might try to speak again, but instead she relaxes her posture and walks towards her friends. Bradley pulls his phone from his pocket to text Michael. He lets a moment pass and then puts his phone back into his pocket and walks toward the subway. The following morning, Michael's faith in Alicia has descended from optimistic to despondent. She has still not responded to his texts. He is beginning to panic because without Alicia, there will be no one to check him out of his surgical procedure. Michael sends her one more message in desperation. At last, she responds, requesting that he call her on the telephone. Hello? Hey, Alicia, it's Mike. Uh, Sorry I texted you so early this morning, but today is surgery day, and I need to get you the details so you can get up there in time. Hey, yeah, sorry. I haven't been responsive, but the last couple days have been crazy. No worries at all. Uh, Okay, so here's the deal. 
You need to be at the doctor's office by 12.15. I went ahead and Venmoed you like 50 bucks. That should be enough for an Uber to get up there. Um, it takes about 30 minutes to get there, so you'll probably want to leave by. Yeah, so uh, listen, something's come up, and I don't think I can be with you today. What? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. So, I've had a lot of fun reconnecting with you, but I do need to tell you that David's moving to New York. So, we're going to try and work things out. Oh. Well, yeah. Um. Yeah, well, I'm not going to lie. That's pretty disappointing for me to hear. Um, you know, everything happens for a reason, I guess. So, I don't know, good luck, I guess, with everything. I wish you the best. Thanks so much, Mike. You're so sweet. And, uh, I'm really sorry again. No, no, it's no worries at all, but... Hey, wait, no, but you can still help me out today, right? Mike, I'm really sorry, but I just think it'd be best to make a clean break and focus on reconciling things with David. No, no, I mean, I, I get that. I just don't see why you can't come with me to help me at the doctor's office today. I mean, we're still friends, right? Definitely. I just feel bad. Like, I'd be leading you on or something. Leading me on? No, I, I feel like we're having two different conversations here. I get you don't want to date me anymore... I also just need someone to be there to hang out during the surgery, to sign me out, yada, yada, yada. You said you could help me with this, and this is really leaving me high and dry. I'm sorry. I didn't plan for any of this to happen. He just called me the other night, said he'd changed, said he'd regretted all the times he cheated on me. He just sounded like a very different person altogether. We just have so much history that I feel it warrants another chance. I know this isn't how we envision things playing out, but like you said, maybe it's for the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I get all of that. I just... I just need someone to be with me today, so I, I don't see why any of this makes it impossible for you to do that. Mike, let's not make this harder than it is. I need to focus on me right now, and I feel it'd be best if we just made a clean break. Wait. Good luck with your surgery today, and hopefully we'll see you around. Damn it, Al Alicia, can you at least decline the Venmo payment? Decline the Venmo payment. Fuck! Fuck, 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 fuck. Michael stares at his phone for a long moment before calling the one person he knows he can rely on to help him out. Brad. All right, listen, man, I know you've got a lot going on today, and I hate to do this to you, especially after you said no already, but can you please help me out? I'm doing the surgery today, Alicia completely bailed on me, and now I'm shit out of luck, and I don't have anyone that can come through for me. No, man, it's okay. I can help. I canceled all my appointments for the day anyway. Really? Are you feeling okay? Yeah, it's just things were really dramatic with Kelly last night, and it ended up crashing and burning. I just didn't have it in me to talk to strangers and be productive today. What went down with Alicia? I don't want to talk about it. Her ex, David, is moving to the city, and they're going to try and work things out. How does that stop her from helping you today? She doesn't want to lead me on or some other bullshit. I don't know. I never got a straight answer on that one. Well, for your sake, I hope they both get koala chlamydia. Ha! <laughs> Thanks, man. Okay, so I'll Venmo you some money, and you can take a card directly to my doctor's office. You don't need to send me money. I'm guessing you paid for my drinks after I bailed last night. Just tell me where to be, and I'll be there. Oh, man, you're the best. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, no problem. Uh, does this make me your girlfriend now? Too Old Today was created by Mike Tanzillo and Brad Garoon. This episode was written by Brad and Mike. Our theme music is Loveless by GoGo Ghost. Stalk us on social media at Too Old Today. If you have questions, comments, or the unbearable desire to be an angry troll, email us at info at tooltoday.com. Want to share your dating stories? Give us a call at 718-559-1040 and leave us a message with your story. If we get really good ones, we'll play them on the show. For more info, visit tooltodate.com. And while you're there, consider leaving a donation. It will help us make more shows, pay for more dates, and <clears throat> maybe give the narrator a raise.
darkest night And we will glow in our places anymore Guess you're right and I was too We won't try This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one.